police in the morning. In this epic film of faith, a mother and father search for their only child as a giant asteroid headed for Earth triggers a series of apocalyptic events. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. Here we be movies to the survivability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, here we are at the end of February, Wives' Choice Month. We thought it'd be romantic and, uh, well, we found out our wives might just hate us. Because this week, we're watching my wife's second choice, The Apocalypse. A 2007 film that, according to the front of the box, is an epic Christian thriller. So you're going to go home later and ask her what you did wrong? Well, I mean, we'll probably go to church tomorrow, so... It'll absolve you of your sin of watching this film. You heard what the back of the box had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's uh, let's get the bad out of the way first. All right. So for me, number three, this movie has a lot of audio issues. The background noise and music is often louder than the voices talking, making it really hard to hear what people are saying. And in a movie where, you know, they're supposed to be preaching about God and finding faith and all this kind of stuff, I would think that the dialogue is a little bit important. But no, they drown it out. They're like, no one's going to believe this shit anyway. I mean, to be fair, like, the dialogue is pretty shitty, so it's possible they just didn't want you to hear it. Number two, I call it the screaming man scene. There's a scene where the people get out of their car during the apocalypse to help this guy that's in the middle of the road, and he just points a gun at them and screams at them for, like, five minutes, and then, you know, that's it. Like, why? Why? Why did it have to go on for so long? It was the most annoying scene out of so many annoying scenes of nothing but dialogue because the guy's just screaming his dialogue at them. He was showing how much he regretted his sins or something, and then I think he blew his brains out at the end off screen because God knows they weren't going to spend money on anything like that. And then number one. So the whole point of this movie is this, this mother and father are on this journey to go see their daughter before, you know, the world ends. But instead of just, you know, going along with their journey, they stop periodically for the mother to preach to the father about finding God. It's like, it's like, why, why are you making him stop to preach to him about finding God? Don't you want to see your daughter? Like, like, talk as you're going along. Don't stop and draw it out. Like, get there, people. Come on now. Even during the apocalypse, she was nagging him. What, what about you, Paul? All right, number three... The dialogue and the acting in this film is just awful. It was so awkward and clunky that I had to constantly restrain myself from hitting the mute button. Number two, the sound quality is just atrocious. The shitty background music and sound effects are just too loud and made it really hard to hear what anyone was saying half the time. I'm fairly certain the studio knew how shitty the dialogue was, so they decided to cover it up out of what little shame they actually had. And number one, this movie's so fucking poorly paced that it's painful to sit through. You'll have one scene of some badly CGI'd um, natural disaster followed by just never-ending dialogue about some stupid drama that no one cares about. It's a test of endurance to sit through this. All right, so I guess we could find some good things about this. Let's give our top three. I'm going to dig really deep. So for me, 
This movie is only 94 minutes long, so it's, you know, somewhere in the realm of 30 to 40 minutes less than Gili was. Number two, the CGI in this movie is laughably horrible. I mean, it, it's something like a four-year-old draws with crayons and then goes, look what I made, and you're like, it's a blue dot, and they're like, no, it's a dog. It's like, it's like no, no, that's not, that's not what it is, guys. Um, but, you know, that and the interaction between the actors, it's just... Like, everything in this movie is so bad that it's just laughable. Not necessarily funny, but laughable. It's like you're laughing at them and, well, definitely not with them. And then, number one, throughout the course of the movie, the state of California gets systematically destroyed by more and larger disasters. And, you know, it's always satisfying to see that coastal region just be wiped off the map. In fairness, the whole world was, too, I think, but... We only saw one small portion of the world. All right, number three. All the terrible CGI in this movie is just amazingly bad. None of it looked the slightest bit realistic. It was cheap, ugly, and just hilarious. There's so much of it, too. Like, basically anything they could render in CGI, they were going to render in CGI. It was phenomenal. Number two. This movie opens up on... One of the best scenes ever. Just some random group of people get bombarded with meteors, like, from the shittiest CGI in the galaxy. And it, it's just so dumb-looking and just arbitrary that I I couldn't help laughing. I love when the one jumps on top of one of the meteors and just instantly dissolves. <laughs> it was just... It was magical. And number one... Sometimes actors um, hurt themselves in movies, and sometimes, you know, people put a lot of time and effort in things. You know, they get sick, they go through a lot. I can rest assured that no one was inconvenienced by putting the least bit of effort into making this film. So, yeah, there's that. So, there you have it. And uh, I know Paul mentioned the uh, the dialogue in his bottom three, and uh, we just so happen to get enough passages out of this movie to give ourselves a little old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. So, uh, I guess I'll get us started off. We'll quote this movie back and forth with, This is not part of God's plan. It's not a happy day for any of us. Would Jesus say that? The president is going to speak. A small planet just hit Earth. I'm not scared for my soul. I'm scared for my body. There's salvation. It's free wireless. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give our final take on this film. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it an eight out of ten. I gave it a seven out of ten. <laughs> I'm not sure that even makes sense. I don't know. I was just kind of picking a number at random. I don't know. So All of them. I have to say, the apocalypse itself might be more fun to sit through than this movie. It starts out pretty well with meteors killing a bunch of random people, then slows down to follow a divorced couple as they travel across California in the hopes of seeing their daughter one last time before they all perish, only con to continuously stop and have the mother tell the father he needs to find God now. Oh yeah, and the daughter has a boyfriend who makes fun of her for going to church or some shit like that. That's pretty much the whole movie. People disappear, shit gets destroyed. The best part is the laughable CGI acting and destruction of California. 
There's no real reason to watch this movie unless you're a diehard disaster movie fan or need someone to tell you to go find God for 90 minutes straight. The Apocalypse is one of those movies that's so bad it's good, but then it makes a U-turn back to bad again, leaving me feeling confused and annoyed. There is literally nothing good about this movie. The sound quality and music sucks. The acting is atrocious. The CGI is cheap and ugly. I couldn't help laughing at how abysmally bad everything was, while simultaneously becoming increasingly frustrated by how incredibly tedious each scene was. This movie wasn't made because someone had an idea for a movie and they just happened to be incompetent and had limited funds. It was a cheap riff-off of some other film trying to make a few dollars off of a pre-established audience. There wasn't any attempt at making a good or decent film. The most minimal of effort was spent in the making of this. The studio cut every corner possible with no concern for quality, knowing that the DVD sales would probably end up outselling what they spent on making it. It's the film version of processed cheese or spam. So there you have it, friends. A 7 out of 10 from Paul and an 8 out of 10 from me. I think it's time we tell everyone how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. We'll give some drink games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone mentions God, take a drink. Number two, every time a different natural disaster occurs, take a drink. Number three, whenever sad violin music is playing, take a drink. Number four, Anytime the mom brings up Robbie, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Wives' Choice Month, every time there's a romantic moment, like a kiss or something to that effect, take a drink. Every time you see a church, take a drink. Every time you see shitty CGI, take a drink. Every time two characters have an argument about faith or something, take a drink. And every time someone monologues right before dying, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else Beam related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also be, email us at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com. Follow us on Twitter at beamreverse. My personal Twitter at beamreverse. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, beamreverse.com. We have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are right below. So we've come to the end of the month of February. Let's rank the movies we've seen. For me in the number four spot, Gili. Ben Affleck talking for two hours just just doesn't do it for me. Number three, The Apocalypse. 90 minutes of someone telling someone else they need to find God now just doesn't do it for me. Number two, Slashdance. Nice, fun, 80s slasher fair with the beautiful ladies of glow. Well, gorgeous ladies of glow, I should say. Yeah, I, I, I can't help but smile watching it. And number one, Ernest Scared Stupid. The Nostalgia. The fun, earnest, and those trolls and their makeup, just amazing. All right, number four, Geely. Yeah, that was not a fun experience. Number three, The Apocalypse. Also not fun, but at least it wasn't Geely. Number two, Slash Dance. I mean, it was the 80s. And number one, Ernest Scared Stupid. Because it wasn't any of the other three. So, I mean, that concludes February for us. And, you know, March is next month, Paul. You know what that means? Oh, God, another acronym. What monsters doing something? I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. This time, men are rigid, chiseled Herculeans. It's all about barbarians and the manliest of men. And we're starting out with the 1983 film, 
conquest. Oh, boy. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over there. Oh, see,